Welcome to the Foxy Podcast, bi-monthly show brought to you by Freeform Freakout. The show is produced at KMSU Studios in Mankato, Minnesota. And here on the Foxy Podcast, we try to dig deeper into underground and experimental sounds of the past and present. And welcome to episode number 113 of the Foxy Podcast show. Hope you're all doing well out there, wherever you're listening from. I had to make some adjustments for this week's show after the primary laptop that I used crashed on me. I had plans for another feature show, but I've had to delay that for the time being until I get things sorted out. Even though I seldom use a computer for music playback, it's become glaringly clear to me in the past week how much I use it for all other production aspects of the show been thrown off a bit so I went back to paper and pencil preparation which is actually a refreshing way to do things so I'm hoping you'll enjoy this installment this time around I've got a bunch of recent acquisitions to play for you from record store trips label submissions and trades it's truly lots of great material to cover on this episode so I'm hoping that you'll see this one through all the way to the end This first set took shape rather coincidentally around different vinyl formats, starting off with a pair of great new 7-inch singles from a couple of bands from Australia, The Stroppies and Drunk Elk. Both bands have a charming, rough-hewn DIY pop sensibility that comes through in spades on these new singles. I'll start things off with The Stroppies, who, if I'm not mistaken have some ties to other notable Melbourne groups like Dick Diver and the Twerps. So from their single It's a Hit, here's the track Production Lines from the Stroppies. Production lines, production lines. You can't keep a happy 
in the car by crushing sugar on the tabletop. A tree fern forest in the back of the corner shop. A wave is balancing the small white stone on the slate as it draws back to break again.
All right, you are hearing a piece here from Roger Eno from his latest release called This Floating World that came out at the tail end of last year on Recital, Sean McCann's label. This piece is called Dee Dee Alone, and as I'm talking here, it'll likely spill into the following track called Where You Once Were. Eno has done a number of things dating back to the 80s, uh, collaborations with his brother Brian Eno, uh, Laraji, Daniel Lenoir, but uh, I find this new one to be really great. Nice late night sounds that kind of float on as the, uh, the title suggests. In front of that, a duo out of the Twin Cities' Dreamland Faces. It's a project of Andy McCormick and Karen Mayowitz, who play, as you heard in that piece, at least accordion and singing saw. They do mix up the uh, instrumentation and are joined by uh, others on several of the tracks on this 10-inch. And uh, that was a 10-inch that rounded out, uh, as I mentioned, sort of the format-specific opening set that we had. But Dream on Faces, uh, most of the work that they do is doing scores over silent films. They perform live uh, playing two silent films. And this new release that they put out, this 10-inch, is really, really quite lovely. It was self-released. It's called Icebreaker. And you actually can still get copies of that one. And you'll find them performing around the Twin Cities area in the Midwest at various kind of art galleries and uh, theaters, what have you. The track that I played from that 10-inch was called My Heart is Lost. Just a a lovely piece of music. Another 10-inch in front of that, collaboration between Juliana Barwick and Raphael Anton Irasari. Joined together here on this label called Thesis Project, which brings together two artists who really haven't worked together before, and they collaborate and put out a 10-inch release Similar in some respects to that Freakways series, which uh, Juliana Barwick actually had done a collaboration similar in spirit with uh, Ikumori. But Thesis Project is something uh, located here in our backyard in uh, southern Minnesota, run by artist Gregory Euclid. And in addition to putting together uh, not only lovely music, uh, the, the packaging and everything is hand done hand-designed, laser-cut, laser-etched, all these details, very labor-intensive. So you're getting not only top-notch music, but uh, a work of art uh, in and of itself also. So check out uh, Thesis Project, a bunch of new stuff coming out on that label, some interesting collaborations happening there. Going back a few years, we heard from Tennis Coats, great Japanese duo, that have been at it for, my goodness, close to two decades now and have put out a number of records. This one, the track that I played, came from their wonderful series called Music Exist, which is a four-disc set and was later reissued on LP, kind of a collaborative uh, joint release on LP, but uh, featuring Alien Transistor put it out. And this came from disc one, the track that I played called Oratanka, I believe is how you say it. Such a beautiful, beautiful track. And uh, their stuff was always a little bit hard to track down. I think the first stuff that really popped up on my radar was the stuff that they put out on the Geographic imprint where they were collaborating with the Pastels, a great Scottish group. 
and the track in front of it uh, came from the label Geographic. It was the latest from Crescent. Uh, first record from Crescent, which is Matt Jones, his ongoing project. It's been first album in over 10 years. And Crescent emerged from that whole Bristol scene with groups like Flying Saucer Attack and Movie Tone. In fact, Movie Tone's Kate Wright joins him on some tracks on this release called Resin Pockets that came out last year, along with members of a group called Headfall. And uh, there's some really great tracks on this one. Matt Jones is known for doing recordings out in open spaces, and I like the pictures that are in the liner notes here where he's playing what looks to be like maybe under a bridge and out in a field. So you get that sort of airy quality as you heard on the track that I played called I'm Not Awake. And then we heard at the top that pair of 7-inch singles. We heard Drunk Elk with In the Tuscan Sun from a brand new 7-inch single that came out on Idishi Del Baron. Really great shambling downer folk pop song from a group that I really, really like. I love the reissue that came out last year of their self-titled release. And then that double seven inch that came out on Black Pedal a couple years ago is also really, really great. If you like your uh, kind of guitar jangly and falling apart, Drunk Elk is the place to go. <laughs> and then we started off with the Stroppies at the very top and the track production lines. Another great seven inch single out on Hobbies Galore. I'm actually going to get into some stuff from another artist from Down Under, from Melbourne, Australia, Matthew Rivera, an artist who we've played some of his previous works on our show. Uh, he had two very fine records out on Kai Records. In fact, his one from last year I thought was terrific. And we had played that when Graham Lampkin was on the show. But this is a new one out on a label called Tristie's Tropiques. Uh, John Dale's label, which put out a couple things and then went on hiatus for several, several years and back in action. And uh, I think this new release from Matthew called A Discussion Was Had in Your Absence is just terrific. And I'm going to play a good chunk of this opening piece called The Sincere Pleasure from that one. So here again is Matthew Rivera.
Behind me, you're hearing the shortwave radio interference and field recordings of John Duncan from his album Clar. I think that's how you say it. Clar. <laughs> First time LP reissue that Black Truffle just put out. Duncan, sort of a legendary performance and sound artist who could be uh, very uh, confrontational, uh, controversial in some of his performances, sort of tormenting the audience. (laughs) But uh, this is actually a rather fascinating album. Uh, This piece really develops slowly over the course of this side into these... uh, uh, sort of uh, sexualized <laughs> moans and things, but uh, cool, uh, cool reissue and uh, one of those guys that I do need to check out more. Sometimes the uh, the discomfort from some of that uh, maybe is a bit of a turnoff for me, but when you just take it as raw sound, quite fascinating. Sort of a similar crackling sound from Shemez in front of that. This is a solo project of a gentleman named Ryan Hill, and a new tape out on Cave Recordings. I believe it's his second one that he's done. Very much in that sort of minimal techno feel. I don't know. They make comparisons to Wolfgang Voigt's Gas Project. And I hear that. Uh, some of his works on the Shemez Project is a little bit more uh, propulsive, but definitely has that hazy texture and everything to it. New tape is called Path. And I played a track called Ying Shi from that one. Incredible stuff from K Bard. He's a member of Spires that in the Sunset Rise from her latest solo release. And I think, uh, I might be wrong with this, but I think it's maybe her first under her given name. I know she's also recorded stuff under Sapropelic Picnic, which this is the name of the new one but I caught K Bard this past weekend up at the Drone Not Drones Festival in Minneapolis and was just blown away by her performance and performance style very physical but very much in command of what she does I played a track called Tuck True from her new one available through Drag City Records From Italy, we heard Dream Weapon Ritual in front of that. Duo of Simon Balistrazzi and Monica Sira. Also their second release out on Boring Machines, which this one comes out on. I remember of a a long-running Italian group called TAC, and I'm not going to try to pronounce (laughs) uh, what that stands for, because... I'll embarrass myself, but uh is a guy that's been active. In fact, I have quite a few releases of his from uh, things associated with Boring Machines, that imprint. Brand new record, though, of theirs called The Uncanny Little Sparrows. Has a nice little booklet of photography and stuff with it. Put the track called Tittle Tattle Along Secret Devices. In front of that, a very subdued and quiet piece of music from fellow Italian artist Giuseppe Ilassi. Nice follow-up to that one that he put out that relaunched his Sinufu editions. This is another new CD 
called Even When They Speak of Space. Another release intended to be played at low volume. In fact, the only information that's posted says, Music for Whistling, Microphone, and Digital Degradation. Excuse me. It's intended to be played at low volume. I I had the uh, levels cranked and it was still uh, very hardly coming through (laughs) as I was recording this. Great hypnotic looping textures, similar to that last one he put out last year. And then we started off again with Matthew Rivere from his fine, fine release called The Discussion Was Had in Your Absence. Played a long excerpt from the opening piece called The Sincere Pleasure. I thought since we were playing some John Duncan, I'd followed up with another artist who is known for his shocking confrontational performance style talking about Rudolf Eber also records as Runzelstern and Gurgelstock that's how you say it member of the Schimpflut Gruppe and this is a new tape that came out on Pilgrim Talk and again an artist that I'm not super drawn to maybe just because of the again the discomfort factor (laughs) Uh, I was really intrigued by the piece on him in that zine called As Loud As Possible, where they were comparing his work to Artaud, the theater of cruelty. So, piqued my interest to say the least, but there are some interesting tracks on this one. Again, just sort of, if you wrestle with it as pure sound, it really draws you in. So this is a a release called Ritual Entflunction. And I'm going to play the first of that, Ritual Entflungshung number one. Again, this is Rudolf Ebber.
de Ambiguities from Pierre Henry recording that dates back to 1950 when it was first performed this comes from the album that Pierre Henry did with Pierre Schaefer on the other side uh, it features one of their pieces <laughs> Symphony pour un Humay Soul <laughs> anybody listening to France right now is probably rolling their eyes at that pronunciation uh, but fine work from two of the heavyweights in the music concrete. From that more older stuff, from Guatemala, we heard Emilio Aparicio Moog from a release called Expansion Galactica. It features recordings that Aparicio had made during the late 60s and early 70s. He was working with a producer and painter named Roberto Abularish, who had went up and purchased uh, an early version of the Moog synthesizer from Robert Moog directly, brought this back to Guatemala, and Emilio Aparicio began recording all these things uh, with like primitive r- r- uh, drum machines and other uh, 
touches that he put in there. And uh, at the time, he was also experimenting with various uh, hallucinogens to go along with it. But uh, this is actually a really fun release. There's a lot of kind of buoyant numbers like you heard that I played there called Los Visitantes de Cerro. Gets into that old early Moog sound, but also with some jazz touches and things like that. This comes out on Mental Experience, that sub-label of Gearson that has been putting out a lot of really great obscurities. Really like the work that that label does. Another great obscurity from the UK, the early 80s little DIY scene. We heard from Solid Space. A couple of young lads who were bitten by the whole home recording bot and started uh, banging out their own songs at an early age. And the songs that they recorded ended up on this release. It's called Space Museum. And uh, Dark Entries did a fine job of reissuing this one. I think this is just terrific. There's so many great songs on this one. And uh, one of them being that track that I played called Tenth Planet. So if you are a fan of anything of that era, like, oh boy, Desperate Bicycles and like even Cabaret Voltaire, some of that late 70s, early 80s stuff, um, you, you want to check this one out. Really great album. More contemporary work in front of that we heard from Mezzanine Swimmers. Solo project of a gentleman named Mike Green, who now resides in New York City. He's kind of bounced around the Midwest and uh, put out this brand new tape on Already Dead Tapes. It's called Black Cat in Heat. And there's some nice kind of throbbing electronic pop songs on there. Some really straight up, you know, glossy pop and then some really abstract, like the one that I played. That was called Lewis Warship from that one. Available now, again, from Already Dead Tapes. Heard new stuff from Kraus from down in New Zealand. Longtime favorite of the show. This is his first album, I think, under his given name. It's Pat Kraus. On Soft Abuse, though, he's worked with Soft Abuse for many releases, going back to... The release is uh, Olympus and Bold Mold and, uh, and the Futurians. But uh, this is a great one. I always love what Krauss has done, these really primitive rockers and then mixed in with some of this older, like, early electronic sounds. But it's a cassette release. You can pick that up through Soft Abuse, who now has a Bandcamp presence, so you can link up and check out some of their back catalog. I know Chris is working hard on getting more of the catalog up through that means, so if you're a fan of both physical and digital, uh, you can check out some of the things that are on their Bandcamp page. From that, out of Berlin's post-punk scene that spawned other great groups like Einster Zende Neubauen and Malaria. We have the Toxli Doris. <laughs> Again, playing all this music that I should know better. 
terms of saying them. But great album. Uh, this came out on that sub-label of Superior Viaduct, Itats Unis, that has put out a lot more of the experimental and uh, sound art, things like that. In fact, they have a new batch of releases coming out soon that includes actually a, a John Duncan release, I know is one of them. Um, uh, Warner Jepson, I think, is another. Some really great forgotten, obscure records. And this, this came out in their first batch that disappeared pretty quickly. But there's some great kind of weird sound things happening on this one. Spliced with just really primitive, almost no-wave style punk. I played a track that was more towards the, uh, the latter there with Uber Muti from that one. We heard from sound artist Norman Anderson, something that dates back also to the early 80s, roughly the same time period, about 1982, 83. He's a sound artist, but more a sculpture, uh, sculptural artist that, you know, uses things that create these different sound sources. Um, similar in spirit to like, as it, but Bertoia in his work. And uh, Norman Anderson is still around doing this stuff, but this is from a, an old 7-inch release that was uh, discovered here <laughs> locally. We found some copies, and really, really cool stuff. Played a piece from this 7-inch called Playing by Ear. The track is called Composition for Functional Sound, the Organization of a Lo-Fi Environment, that features some of his home-built instruments as did the track in front of it that featured some home-built instrumentation a new duo called Melkings out of Philadelphia features Jim Strong who had that really great tape out in Vitrine along with Thomas D'Angelo of Crisis of Taste who we've had on the show and played stuff from that label new work that comes out on uh, Stuart Skinner's label and yeah, this kind of weird hodgepodge of room sound activity and these home-built instruments and tape splicing and using other people's music that all kind of blurs together in this new project. And uh, I would recommend just getting in touch with Crisis of Taste directly if you'd like to pick up copies because I think there's very limited. And then we started off with that Rudolf Eber track at the top we're going to head into the last piece of music here for this installment of the show comes from another uh, dynamic duo <laughs> uh, speaking of Seth Crisman and Nathan McLaughlin they have a new release out on full spectrum their second release that they've done the, the first one was more in the improvisational mold this here getting back into the studio and working with various field recordings and other guitar and synth work on this one. Really, really nice release, so it's called Earth Tones at the Metal Show, and I actually started off that intro music was also by Seth Chrisman and Nathan McLaughlin from this very same release. But I'm going to play my favorite piece of music from this one. It's called Kombucha Entrepreneurs. <laughs> they have some great titles on this one. But that's going to bring us to the end of the episode after this track. 
If you'd like to check out the complete playlist for the show, you can go to our website at freeformfreakout.com. There are links there that you can go check out each of these available releases that we played. Try to support these labels and artists whenever you can. Or if you have any questions or comments, you can always get in touch with me at fffreakout at hotmail.com. Otherwise, check back in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, we'll have that feature show put together if all things go (laughs) as planned, which at this stage is pretty up in the air, but we'll see. But uh, here again is Seth Crispin and Nathan McLaughlin, and thanks so much for listening. 